Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It is a Friday edition of FBC Radio Live. We are just days away from divisional round here in the NFL. And, um, well, we got four, we got six, we got seven games left uh, to go in this uh, season. Um, And, look, I I think we're set up for a pretty good uh, divisional round weekend. I think we got some good matchups, but uh, I don't know, John, you tell me. Are you looking forward to anyone outside of Buffalo, uh, Kansas City? That's the marquee game, obviously. The two best quarterbacks left, although we can make the case for Lamar Jackson, who's going to be MVP of the league. Um, The Saturday matchup, you've got two teams that enjoyed the bye week a week ago, and they're Mm -hmm. playing two teams that are coming off huge wins with young quarterbacks. Green Bay going into Dallas and beating them handily. And then, of course, Houston handling Cleveland pretty easily. They were at home. Green Bay was on the road uh, with young quarterbacks. So are those teams going to be able to come back and play at the same level they did a week ago? It's difficult to say, and mm-hmm. it's probably not likely, because you got young quarterbacks, young teams that have kind of overachieved down the stretch. And then you got San Francisco and um, Baltimore just waiting for it. Right? They're mm-hmm. the best teams in football, we think. They've got a bye week. But I also look at sometimes a bye week can be somewhat problematic. I'll go back to last week's games. Cleveland, which clinched their playoff spot in Week 17, they basically sat everybody in Week 18. They looked flat yeah. in the wild card round, right? So sometimes that week off can work against the team. And then we know Baltimore sat a lot of starters in Week 18. So those guys haven't played in three weeks. We remember, what, four years ago when Baltimore was 14-2 and they lost to Tennessee in the divisional round, got off to a horrible start. They came out flat. That could happen again. Yeah, I mean, I, I have I have more faith in San Francisco. Um, 
you know, I, I think that's a team that with certainly with uh, guys like Christian McCaffrey, they could use, could have used the rest, you know, get those legs a little bit fresher. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not too worried from San Francisco's standpoint. But, but yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Baltimore, it's hard not to forget what happened a couple years ago when they were the one seed and Lamar Jackson looked like the MVP. And, and, and look, you're, you're playing a team I think is maybe not as – I think their ceiling is far higher than what Tennessee's ever was, but I think Tennessee at that point, you know, you, you had a pretty star-filled lineup, I guess you can say, um, at least guys that, that really carried a lot of weight. Um, and so they were, they were capable, obviously, of, of coming in and, and pulling the upset. I, you know, I'm not saying Houston can't, but I, I think Baltimore has learned a lesson here. I think, John. Um, but if, if, if they haven't, well... It's going to be a very long off season for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean, when you look back a few weeks ago, they had back-to-back impressive wins, right? They destroyed San Francisco at San Francisco, and then they took care of Miami. Now Miami, you know, struggled after that and ended up losing to um, uh, Kansas City in the wild card round. So maybe those that win over Miami wasn't overly impressive, but they manhandled the Dolphins uh, back in, I believe it was week 16 or what have you. So, yeah, I, I think I have a little more confidence in San Francisco. Uh, they at least got to the NFC Championship game the last two years with a lot of those same pieces there. Baltimore really hasn't had much playoff success even the last five years while they've rung up some really good regular season techs. You know, Lamar Jackson, 58-19 mm-hmm. in the regular season since he took over quarterback. He's only 1-3 in the postseason. Well, and, and that's and that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's that's why a lot of people look at Lamar Jackson as a lesser quarterback because he just hasn't got it done in the postseason. And it doesn't necessarily mean winning a Super Bowl. He's just got to win some games, and he hasn't really done that. Um, mo- these last few postseasons have been very uh, void of, of the Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson, of course. So, um, yeah, I, look, I... I if you're going to ask me which team has a better chance of the, of those two young teams, um, I, I'd certainly say uh, Houston. Um, but it, again, that that's it's still a tall order um, for them to overcome the Ravens, who you know, as, as Joel points out, like could have Mark Andrews back too, which would be a huge mm-hmm. plus for this team. Um, San Francisco, I, I I think Green Bay might be better than Houston, but but I think San Francisco is just there. I. I feel like this. This is this has got to be their year, right? I mean, they they at least have to get mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. I and I don't see too too much resistance coming out of this conference. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you look at the landscape of the NFC right now. You have San Francisco, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Detroit. I mean, San Francisco is very clearly. I mean, we we talked all year about the Eagles, the Cowboys. You know, all these other teams that poop the bed when it came to actually playing a, a marquee game. So, you know, perhaps we, we oversold those guys and undersold the, the teams that are left. But the reality of it is, no matter how you slice it, San Francisco, is it, it seems like they're a notch above all these teams. So they should, should have not have a problem getting to the Super Bowl. Right. Just look at Vegas, right? If San Francisco wins their game on Saturday, they will host the NFC Championship game against either Tampa or Detroit, they would be anywhere from a 7 to a 10-point favorite in that game. Whereas if Baltimore wins their game on Saturday, they would have to host either Kansas City or Buffalo in the AFC Championship game, and that line would probably be a field goal, maybe even less. You know, because it seems like Buffalo has maybe the highest power rating right now, along with Kansas City. So, you know, those games would be flip-the-coin type games. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at the second and third best teams in the AFC, if we're putting Baltimore number one because they got the bye, 
then certainly Kansas City and Buffalo right now I think would be considered stronger than Detroit, Tampa, Green Bay, without question. Now, Detroit's that wild card because let's give them credit. They went 12-5. and five. Many people thought they were robbed in Dallas. Even if they weren't, they still ended up 12-5 and five and were able to beat a really hot Rams team on wild card weekend. So let's not take away too much from them. But, yeah, San Francisco, this thing is set up for them. It really is. I mean, they, they look like the best team in the NFC all year long. Uh, they struggled against the AFC North, right? They um, lost to Cleveland, and they lost to uh, Baltimore. So, you know, like half of their losses came out of conference. So when you look at San Francisco, they clearly look like the best team in the NFC all year. And then two teams that we thought might be able to compete with them are already out. Well, and, and we can also look in hindsight, too, now that we've seen a full season for Brock Purdy and everything like that and say that, yeah, I mean, they, they, they could have gone to the Super Bowl last year if he didn't get hurt. Sure. And and I think, you know, again, uh, there, there's pressure on Purdy, sure. I mean, because, you know, he, he's done it in the regular season so far. Obviously, he's not going to – it's not like Lamar Jackson where he won an MVP early. But, you know, his, his – you know, he's certainly putting up numbers that, that could be considered MVP worthy. Now, you know, that game against Baltimore where I think we agree – pretty much torpedoed his shot because if he had gone out and, and played really well against Baltimore, it'd be really hard not to put him in that conversation. But that was an excuse. Everyone that was on the fence or leaning uh, towards not putting him in there, was that that was their excuse to use. And, and you know, hey, to each his own. Uh, the, the point is he's done it in the regular season. There is pressure on him to do it in the postseason. However, I, I think it's fair. I think it's an okay uh, assumption to make that you know, obviously San Francisco had this kind of maybe not set up as nicely, um, certainly going into the playoffs because, well, you know, guys like Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers still existed uh, in this league. But uh, as we've seen, in, certainly in Green Bay, uh, may, maybe it really wasn't a big difference. Maybe this is the advantage that they needed. They needed a little fresh blood in Jordan Love. Um, but it, the, look, it, San Francisco should should. I don't want to say roll because I don't want to disrespect Green Bay or, or, or Detroit at Pitt or Tampa, whoever I think or whoever ultimately goes and, and faces San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I just think they're they're that much better. They've been knocking on the door for several years now. Um, they've gone through multiple quarterbacks. They failed on the biggest stage. They've dealt with injuries. I think they are very healthy. Uh, going into this game and I, I think they finally have the quarterback that can actually win a big game for them um, now they just have to put it all together yeah and as you mentioned Green Bay I think they'll play a lot looser than they've ever played with Aaron Rodgers the quarterback because expectations were oh, so sure. high and it almost felt like when Alex Rodriguez another A-Rod was with the Yankees like every year you're just waiting around for him to explode and carry that team and they did win one World Series with Alex Rodriguez but it took till 2009 after he turned the team joined the team in 2004 so yeah it had kind of that like we're just going to stand around and wait for mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers to do something you know whereas now I think they can try to build the team more um, uniquely around the rest of the team and they can run the football which they were able to do with Rodgers at quarterback but you know they have so many young wide receivers and they, they seem to just be on the same page which is darn impressive let's give Matt LaFleur some credit oh here, sure uh, to bring in a, a first-year quarterback and a lot of young receivers and Christian Watson in and out of the lineup all year that all of a sudden really had that this is clicking. this has been his most impressive coach forget about the coach oh, of the yeah. year things i mean because you, yep. we, we we could sit there and, and and sometimes it's not fair criticism but some you know more often than not it is it's like what, what does he do without the elite quarterback well he's managed to go to a rookie quarterback or not a rookie a first-time starter 
um, or at least full-time starter. I mean, obviously, Jordan Love is, has been around the block for a bit. You know, he's been learning. But that's a testament to LaFleur, too, that he he's mm-hmm. put him in a position to succeed as soon as he comes in. And, you know, look, look at him now. They're winning, you know, they're not winning 13 games every year. But, hey, next year they might. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they won, what, six out of their last seven. So yeah. that's, that's impressive, finishing strong. He's been arguably the best quarterback in football the last month and a half. I think, what was it, a 21-to-1 ratio in terms of touchdowns and yep. interceptions over the last seven or eight games? That's that's remarkable. That's, those are the kind of numbers that Rodgers or Brady would put up over a full season. Well, well I think— Oftentimes it felt like for a full career, but he, he played outstanding down the la- down the stretch. Well, I think someone did actually the, the comparison of—now, of, of again, I mean, you know, this— this is only surface level analysis, so there, there's a lot more to it. But um, you know the the raw numbers they put up uh, between Rodgers in 2010 and his last whatever it was six, seven, eight games versus Jordan Love, and and it, remarkably similar, John. I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of total. But like I said, I mean, this is you know we're we're talking about a difference of 13 years, so this doesn't mean they were there's, they were the exact same player. But at least Jordan Love is as to this point putting up comparable numbers, and. You know, looking like he he's he's not afraid of the moment necessarily, and that's a pretty big thing when it comes to a quarterback. Isn't it really the model that most teams would like to enforce? Like, you know, have a quarterback draft them, have him sit for a couple of years. In this case, it was three seasons. Yeah, like Rogers sat three seasons behind Brett Favre. Now, again, with dollars and cents, you know, right. you want to get as much out of the rookie quarterback that first contract because you know the. Packers now are going to have to make that commitment to Jordan Love, and I think they will because he looks like a really good quarterback. But, yeah, that's the perfect way to do it. And Mahomes was able to do that in Kansas City sitting one year behind Alex Smith. I think that's really, you know, if you can even get that, that's a good way to do it so that that quarterback can marinate. Think about a guy like Jared Goff. You you think he couldn't have used maybe a couple years Mm -hmm. sitting behind? I mean, ideally you sit behind, you know, a future Hall of Fame quarterback and and a great head coach, but – you know, uh, learning the game in, 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 at some level and, and preparing yourself, I, I think, does go a long way. Where, you know, a lot of these guys, especially if you're a first-round pick, no matter... I mean, we, we understand that there there are different levels of, of first-round picks. Like, I mean, just because you're both a first-round pick doesn't mean... It's it's like the Hall of Fame. I mean, there, there's, there, there's a lot of players in the Hall of Fame, but there's, a, there's certainly tiers, if you want to, you know, not officially, but... You know, you, not all Hall of Famers are created equal, and what, what I'm saying is not all first-rounders are created equal. So, exactly. it, it, except for, you know, the expectations, and the expectation is, well, you're going to come in right away and know the NFL game. And sometimes, John, based on how the game is played and coached and, and run now, where it's, it's far more similar to uh, there's a lot more college concepts with it, you know, that the game isn't as... Um, difficult offensively, so it does create a lot more opportunities. So there are times where players come in and have early success, but they cannot replicate it because, well, in the NFL, you, you get film on you. I think a lot of smart teams and smart players figure figure you out if you do not adapt. And I think what, what happens there is a lot of teams will be fooled into thinking that, oh, wow, off this one really good early season, you know, th- this this. You know, we, we got our franchise quarterback. The reality of it is, what, what happens when, you know, it's like that baseball term. Like, what happens when you get to the third, you know, third time through the order? Can you still fool the batters when you're the pitcher? 
or do they start getting a tell on you? And and is, are you a five inning guy or are you a seven eight inning guy? You know what I mean? Like there, there's exactly. there's there's levels to it, and it's like some of these young guys again aren't able to replicate what they do in year one because people don't really have film on them. You know, maybe they just get on a roll. Teams don't respect them, but I, you sure as hell better believe that in that offseason, they're going to figure you out. And if you don't know how to adapt and adjust to that, well, you're just going to be another guy. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com nowadays and yeah <laughs> great great point joel ask mac jones about that right i, I mean yeah, I, mac jones, yeah this came, plane's deteriorated yeah. every year yep and and look you i know. mean he came in uh uh pretty you know had a really good rookie year i mean which opened up the door for us to think well you know maybe this this kid that can actually do it but you, you saw him not evolve now there's a lot of reasons for that i mean we're not going to get into that discussion but you know we, we you can you can apply that to a lot of different quarterbacks. And, and, you know, like you said, maybe if more spent time learning behind now, again, that didn't necessarily help Jimmy G. I mean, he, he kind of <laughs> Jimmy G's Jimmy G. I mean, I, I think he certainly sat there. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, he did learn. I, there's no doubt that he learned and, and was a better quarterback for, for sitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just found out that, you know, he has limitations and, and I think very clearly so. And we've seen it over the last handful of years, but you know, for for most quarterbacks, you think you think Trevor Lawrence couldn't use a, a two or three years on the bench sure. before he took a, a a snap as a full time starter? Oh, absolutely! I, yeah, I, young quarterback yeah. played three years at Clemson, so he was twenty one when he enters the league. Uh, there, there's there are some guys that come in a really poor situation and excel. Um, Andrew Luck was the one that always comes to mind because oh, sure. he showed up the Indianapolis three consecutive eleven win seasons, went around further in the playoffs in each of those three years, then the injuries kicked in and. 
maybe he just lost interest in football and didn't want to deal with those injuries. Well, not to mention they kept uh, running into the Patriots. And, and, and right. the, yeah, a, after, in yeah, after, the Patriots, yeah, yeah, after Peyton Manning left, that was that – was, that was the most hilarious matchup ever every time it came up. And I, I just, it, it was like the Steelers, no matter how good the Steelers were, it didn't matter. Like I, I went into like AFC championship games or big games against the Steelers and did not sweat because, well, I mean, the Patriots and Brady just tore apart the Steelers no matter, no matter how good they were. And that was kind of the deal with, with, with Luck and, and the Colts. Although outside of the Patriots, the Luck and the Colts were, Again, you know, there, there's a reason why people talk about Andrew Luck in such high regard coming into the yep. league, and, and it's because he's he's he did things that not too many young quarterbacks do. Right, and you look at some of the other young quarterbacks who have evolved, right? Patrick Mahomes went to a really mm-hmm. good situation. Kansas City traded up to get him at number 10. Right. They were a playoff team when he got there. Um, uh, they, they, had won, Watson, they, had, they were a playoff team in four of the five years leading into right. that season, in two, yeah. in, including back-to-back years so it's like again i mean a great situation and he was able to learn behind a former first overall pick in andy reed and eric Bieniemy. right exactly and you look at buffalo even the year before they drafted josh allen they made the playoffs i know it wasn't an impressive playoff appearance by the yeah. bills i think they went nine and seven and needed like five things to happen yeah. in the final game of the season but they got in they were nine and seven with tyrod taylor they lost to jacksonville one of the most boring playoff games i can ever remember i think I forget what the score was. It like seven to three. Or so, some yeah, it was ridiculous bad. game. It was horrible. But they, they at least were building something. Then they moved up to get Josh Allen. That's a good situation to be in. Lamar Jackson went to Baltimore, a really well-run organization. Sat for half a year. Then he's put in. He's got a good team around him. So yeah. that's the perfect situation. I'll go back to '83. John Elway was drafted by the Colts. Didn't want to play for them. Went to Denver. Denver was the middling team at best. He struggled. Dan Marino was the second-to-last pick in the first round. He went to the defending AFC champion Dolphins. So mm-hmm. right away, he was put into a good situation. His first few years in the league, people were like, wow, this guy's the best quarterback in this class. He's the second-best quarterback in that class, Elway being better. But, again, you could see that he got off to a head start. He had the coach set up. He had the team yeah. set up. And he was able to flourish. So what you're saying is, of all these guys that we talk about, all these elite quarterbacks, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Clearly... Tom Brady had the worst situation. Not that he didn't have a good one. But when you talk about all yep. those things, going to playoff teams, having offensive-minded coaches, all these things, and I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, Tom You're just— You're making my point about Bill Belichick, but continue. Well, well, you know. <laughs> they were. He was 5-13 and 13 with the Patriots. Oh, and Brady look. Fell out of the sky. Look, I, see, I, I'm in this weird position, John, because people will, will, will snap back and say, well— you know, they'll, you know, not you, I'm saying, like, because they'll, they'll try to argue, like, say, oh, well, see, this is a bad thing for Belichick. And I'm like, look, look, I used to argue, like, I, this isn't an anti-Belichick argument. This is just a pro-Brady argument that they were 5-13. and 13. Like, this wasn't a perennial playoff team, you know. They, this wasn't a team that was on the cusp, you know, people, it's like the, the revisionist history people do with the Bucks, calling them, like, the super team and how everyone favored them except for no one picked them in the Super Bowl. Um, or, or like in any of the games they were, I think they weren't, the only game they were favored in was against Washington. And I think it was like a push in that playoff run. So yeah, it's, they it's were a, like a seven point favorite. Yeah. Washington was seven and nine that year. Right. Right. So seven and nine record. Right. So it's like, it's funny to think that like, you know, people are like, Oh, well, he's a super team. This It's like, no, I mean, he went to two different franchises that had 
well, Tampa was a lot worse because at least the Patriots had just kind of played in the Super Bowl and still had the makeup of some of those players, you know, from 96. Yeah. Even in, even in 2000, they had pretty good defense. They lost a lot of close games that year. Yeah. So, you know, again, not all 5 and 11 teams are the same. Right. So that team, you would think probably with good quarterback play would be 8-8 eight and eight the next year. Well, so happened Brady showed up and started winning games. And it was 11-3. and three. And then that play. So, yeah, like, I mean, He was 11-3, and and John, in that, in that 11 season. 11-3. Well, I mean, okay, the, 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 the playoff wins, you know, he had a big part in them, no question. No, no, I'm, I'm counting, I'm counting. No, that, that's oh, yeah, just regular season. No, no, the team, the team went 11-5, and five, not I mean, no, I'm saying his personal. He, he came in and, and that know, season, know, know. you know so what I'm so saying. He, yeah. he gets a lot of credit. He oh, sure. Credit all the time. But I yeah. just said the team, uh, okay. All right. You, all right. You're the, anti quarterback wins guy. I see it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not, not, not with him. No, absolutely not. But the point being, there was other stuff around there. The defense was good. The special team, and they just caught lightning in a bottle. Oh, sure. I mean, it was just one of those. Well, I always. Like, that's in, no doubt about it. I mean, they were they were working on every level. I just, you know, I my thing is I always push back when people sit there and say the defense carried. I'm just like, uh, the defense was a really good unit, but so was the offense. I mean, they were both, like, people used, oh, they were the sixth-ranked defense. Well, they were also that sixth-ranked offense, if that means anything. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, they... they and good special teams. The right. Special they teams just had a, those, they just had a really solid team across the board mm-hmm. and a quarterback that, that played his best in the biggest moments because, like... You know, people will sit there and say, "Oh, he didn't. He didn't even throw a touchdown against the Raiders." Well, he he threw for over three hundred yards against a team that hadn't allowed a, a passer to go over two seventy five that whole season. I mean that that secondary was stacked. In, in, in that Raiders oh, team, Those, and Eric Allen, yeah. to begin with. Oh, right? sure, yeah. Eric Allen, a guest on the eye test for two last week, by the way. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I asked him about that. His last game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was unfortunately his last game, but. Um, so, you know, people will unfairly sit there and say, oh, he didn't really play great. But then he led two back-to-back drives in the blizzard after the quote-unquote tuck rule um, that set up to winning field. But to your point, it's like, yeah. And then Adam Vinatieri had these huge kicks. So, yes, was was Brady the, the sole reason? No, but I think he was the biggest one because they did have a solid team across the board. He was just the, the, the deciding factor, what what broke mm-hmm. the tie amongst some of these other teams because of how he performed in the biggest moments. Now, does that mean he was the best quarterback in the league from day one? No, no one ever says that. But like you can look at and, and see and notice early on how quickly he became one of the elite quarterbacks. It didn't take until 2007, as some people think. No, It, it happened. It, by, by the end of that Super Bowl, he was an elite quarterback, and I, I think he continued to prove that each and every year after the fact. But how we got on this, I don't know. I mean, actually, I do well, know because I brought it up. You. Yeah. yeah. Usually you, me. not me, but it was kind but, of a, it was uh, it was a relevant relevant. Con- it was part of the conversation, and just I saw a door opening. Yep. But uh, we do need oh, to boy, give our picks, though. We do need to give okay. our picks. So we only have four games, so it's not going to take too long, um, unless I really draw it out and really talk slow. But not going to happen. Not going to happen. I want to. I want. I want to get these out there. Houston at Baltimore. Um, again, I love what Houston's done. I I I hope CJ showed. We talk about you know guys coming in and having really good 
first seasons and then kind of plateauing. I hope that's not the case with C.J. Stroud. I think it's different. You can kind of see some of the thing, the small things in his game, how he reacts. I mean, we both talked about that that game a few weeks ago where he threw that that pick six, but then came right back and responded. You know what I mean? Those, those are the type of mm-hmm. things that not every quarterback can do. Um, how do you respond when things aren't going right? I, th- I think is a very underrated quality. Um, I, I think he's going to have a really good game, and I think Houston is going to have a lot to build off of. But I, I think Baltimore wins this one at home. Yeah, I think it's going to be close for a while, and then Baltimore will kind of stretch it out, probably cover the nine and a half. The amazing thing about C.J. Stroud, he's only thrown five interceptions this year. That, that blows and my two, mind. Two game came in that one game <laughs> right, that I was just Bengals. mentioning. Yeah, that yeah. was the game where he threw the pick six, and like you said, he recovered from that. And look, I'll go back to his final game as a collegiate against Georgia, which was just loaded with NFL defenders. He's within one controversial call or one main field goal of upsetting Georgia in the national semifinal. He was that good at Ohio State, and he carried that into play in the NFL. But I still like Baltimore in this game. I mean, if they lose this one, then there's going to be a lot of hit scratching in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I, I do not want to go through that offseason if they, they can't win this one. So um, Green Bay at San Francisco, again, I mean, we talked a lot about these teams already, but um, and, and certainly San Francisco. And uh, look, as San Francisco, this is this is theirs to win. I'm not going to pick against them. In, in fact, I mean, I, I told you before, I had, ball, I had Baltimore and San Francisco in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl before the season, so I'm certainly not going to stray from that now. And San Francisco hasn't given me any reason not to. I mean, short of... Another Brock Purdy injury. This team should go to the Super Bowl. So I'll, I'll take San Francisco. I, I am giving, I do think Green Bay is going to give him a game, though. And, and I think, again, kind of like Houston, these two teams have very similar situations. I think, I, I don't think they can lose by losing, John. Does that make sense? Right. Like, like it's not oh. going to be, if Baltimore loses this weekend, I think there's going to be, like you said, a lot of head scratching, a lot of questions, a lot of, you know, inner soul searching and, and what do you do in Baltimore? If Houston loses this one, you're disappointed. But I, but I think you, you sit there and say, this team has a bright future. Let's make sure CJ Stroud gets what he needs to, to continue to grow and succeed. Um, same thing in green Bay. You're looking at it saying, wow, despite everything. And, and I think green Bay is more improbable because I think their defense was, you know, Joe Barry. I mean, ask any Packers fan and they're going to, they're not sending Joe Barry any Christmas cards, let me tell you. No. Um, so I, I, I think Green Bay's overcome a lot. There's room for them to improve, and I think they have something in uh, Jordan Love. But like in Baltimore, I do like San Francisco to take this one at home. Yeah, Green Bay, the youngest roster in the NFL uh, with a young yeah. quarterback who's just matured every week. Uh, I like San Francisco. Again, maybe similar to Houston, close game through three and a half, you know, three quarters, and then the talent wins out. I'd say San Francisco wins in a fairly high scoring game. I'll, I'll call it like 37 to 20, something along those lines. Yeah, I can, I can see that. You know, I think green Bay is going to keep it, you know, keep it a game for a while, but um, we'll see what happens. All right. Detroit hosting Tampa Bay. They've <laughs> in the last uh, 30 years, John, uh, including last week, they've had um, three home playoff games. Uh, they've had two. They're going to now have two in a span of about eight days or seven days, which is incredible. It's incredible how those things work. But seriously, it took them. There was two prior to last week um, in the last 30 years. Now they're going to have two in the last seven days. So pretty, pretty incredible stuff. Um, this is going to be an interesting game because it could be awful. It could be great. It could. I could see Tampa Bay winning it somehow. I could obviously see Detroit. Um I, I look, I, I 
I would love to sit here and pick an upset. Not that I'm rooting for it because, you know, I'd like to see Detroit win. It would be nice to see them uh, potentially uh, having a chance to go play for the Super Bowl. I doubt that they'll have home field because I think San Francisco obviously will win. Um, But but I I think Tampa Bay, you just hope, you know, I think if you're a football fan, you hope that Tampa Bay, um, you hope that Tampa Bay gives them, you know, their best shot. And you get a really good game out of this because I I, I think there's the potential for that and, and potentially a, an upset, uh, but I I think ultimately Detroit, I think you're going to get a good game from Jared Goff. He's not going to turn the ball over. I think their offense is going to play pretty well, and and I think their defense likewise. You know between that and the fact that um, you know again it's 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 Tampa Bay. They could put up almost 30 points or they could struggle to score a touchdown against the Carolina Panthers. You never really know with them. And and I think Detroit is going to get a good effort from Tampa Bay, but I think it's not going to be enough. So uh, three for three for the home team. Yeah, I'll go with Detroit. I'll say like 34, 23 Um, again, Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield, they'll throw some of the most beautiful passes we'll see this weekend, but they are capable of throwing some of the worst passes because they're kind of the trick or treat type quarterbacks. Goff had a really good year. And the thing about Detroit, they have such a versatile offense. They can run the football, great offensive line, plenty of weapons for Goff. Ben Johnson's probably going to be head coach somewhere mm. next season, uh, their offense coordinator. So I'll take Detroit to win 34-23. All right, and potentially the game of the weekend. We have Buffalo hosting Kansas City. Um... This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Buffalo beat them early in the year and maybe, you know, we can sit there and say, oh, that's, that's probably a... You know, a bad bad omen. Um, I, I I think Buffalo is going to. I think they're going to do it this year. I, 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 you know, we've been talking the last couple of weeks. You know, they they've 
they've played some really good football down the stretch. Um, you know, they've beaten some really good teams, and and when when you when we counted them out, they somehow came back, stole the division, and all that stuff. Um, I, if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, um, it, it's hard to argue against his his effectiveness. I, that's my biggest criticism of Josh Allen is not only the turnovers, but when he turns the ball over, it's the it's the uh, red zone interceptions or fumbles, and and that's what's really holding him back. But quite simply, if he just doesn't do that, I think this Buffalo team will. Not easily, but I I think they're gonna win the game. I mean, you, you just don't turn the ball over if you're Josh Allen, and I think you win this football game. So, um, for me, it's gonna be a clean sweep of the home teams. Uh, Buffalo, I think, wins it at home. I'm gonna pick the mild upset, Kansas City. I, I think there's one advantage Kansas City has here. First of all, they're not playing with that much pressure on them. Sure, they're the defending champs. They'd like to win back to back, but you know they're building their case for you know the best team of this decade, right? They well, technically, they won a Super Bowl and. February of 2020, but Buffalo needs this, and there might be a lot of pressure on them. There will be a lot of pressure on them. I always worry about Josh Allen getting a little too amped up for the game, yeah. and then we have well, that red it, zone exactly. interception. He's prone to do that stuff. Um, also, Kansas City won their wild card game on Saturday. Buffalo had to wait till Monday, so maybe the two extra days of rest can help Kansas City a little bit. You know, veteran teams here. I'm going to call Kansas City an upset 23-17. Yeah, and, and again, it, would it be an upset? Probably not, but, you know. Sure, with it, only a two-and-a-half points. Right, right. 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 Yeah, it's the defending champs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, I mean, trust me, Kansas City fans will sit there and talk about, <laughs> look, they'll do, they'll do the Rodney Harrison and turn pretty much anything into uh, into <laughs> a uh, us-against-the-world thing, which, which look, I mean, that's 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 fine. I mean, with that comes criticism for other, from other fan bases. It's just, it's just how it is, but um, – but yeah, so for me, like I said, the home teams are. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be nice to be a home team this weekend, according to me. But then again, okay. Then again, my my sixteen parlay was uh, um, done with um, <laughs> after the first game last week. So don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Uh, by the way, I was very upset after the fact because not only I mean I knew Dak Prescott stat padded or stat padded, but he stat padded all the way to the lead in, in passing yards that weekend, and it drove me nuts because it cost me money. I was so upset. Yeah, Dak Prescott. I just, yeah, I mean, come on, man, just give it up. You know, we don't. Ugh, it's killing me. Killing He's the me, king but. of hallow stats. Yeah, yeah. Of hollow stats. Yeah, that was weird. Hallow. <laughs> that was hollow. Hollow, Bagel. Hollow. <laughs> Call one, it. Yeah, just, just one, just one letter off. Right, right, right. It was kind of just one of those weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Called a bear, a bar, bar. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, maybe I showed my British accent. Yeah, I'll there you go. That. There you go. But anyways, that's that's gonna do it for us here today. Um, until we say hello, that's German, that's hello in German, uh, to you on Monday. After the fact, we'll talk about all these games. But to now, uh, until then, we'll say uh, guten tag. I don't know where I'm getting off on the German stuff, so I don't, I don't know what I'm doing okay. here. But guten tag, good afternoon, we'll see you later. Have a great weekend, and uh, enjoy the games. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.